0: All right, well, here we go. I am so excited. So Desiree Richards, for all of you who don't know me, this is my segment called Awaken Health and Wellness. I am your health guide and really, um, I'm so proud of the work we're doing here as it relates to health and wellness because I love to bring on the, the people that I consider the best of the best in the health and wellness industry. Um, who are passionate about serving others in a bigger way as it relates to really optimizing their health. And I couldn't be happier to have my friend Luke Wade with me tonight, um, straight from Fort Worth, Texas, which is one of my favorite parts of Texas. And uh, Luke and I actually had the privilege of meeting through social media and connecting first on LinkedIn and then on Facebook and really the reason why i decided to commit to following him on facebook was because i respected his content as a fitness professional on linkedin but i felt like maybe i would be able to see more of his heart on facebook and he just told me that he was starting to do more videos on facebook and add more value and create more content there and i was like i just want to cheer him on i love his energy i love his integrity as it relates to health and wellness So I'm so excited, Luke, thank you. I know you are so busy helping other people. Thank you so much for coming on here to chat with me.
1: Well, Desiree, I can't thank you enough for having me on here, it's a privilege. I'm I'm blessed by every opportunity like this. I know your life's busy too, so thank you for having me on tonight.
0: Absolutely, well, what I thought about health and wellness and fitness, like who do I wanna bring on? I connect with a lot of fitness professionals. But one of the things I absolutely love about you is the demographic of your client base. And your client base is mostly busy professional women such as myself. And so um, I just, I so deeply respect that you pour in and encourage us to create space for ourselves When the rest of the world tells, you know, like we feel the demands and the pressure of the rest of the world and having to be everything for everybody else. But I know one thing I've come to respect is that um, we need to recharge those battery packs that are biologically inside of us. And fitness is a fantastic non-negotiable way to do that if we really want to optimize our performance in all facets of our life. But really what I would love to start with is um, you have a really interesting background um, and I would love to know where your love of fitness comes from and what is you know the most rewarding thing about the work you get to do?
1: Absolutely, so Desiree, I'll start with a summer camp in Summer two thousand five. So I'll take you back fifteen years ago in Fort Worth, Texas. I had just finished my first year as the new kid at the new school close to where I was living. And in that situation, which is very common, whenever you're the new person, you kind of get discouraged. And for me, the way that I cope with that is I found everything within sight that I love to eat, like fried chicken or pizza or ice cream. I mean, you name it, pop I mean excess anything, um, fudge bars, I mean, pizza rolls, anything under the sun, under that category. You are making that, my
0: heart pitter patter right now. You're speaking my language. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's my cheat day language, but, um, so, <laughs> but, um, but going back to that, it was, um, you know, and over the course of that time, so that was about a year's worth of just self-sabotage in the nutrition game. And we, we had to, um, I, my mile time was so bad cause we had to run, we had to time our mile. I don't know if, did you ever have the presidential fitness test whenever you were in school? Yes. Yeah. So we had those back in, um, yeah. Cause that was February, March of 2005 and it took me, it would almost took me 14 minutes to run a mile and I was like, Oh my goodness, this is not good. And so, I heard from my brother who was the, you know, the cool older brother athletic one that was a few years older than me, that there was a camp going on and I jumped on it because I was thinking, you know, there's no way that I can afford to stay where I'm at right now because I wanted to go in and participate in sports. I never played football, but I wanted to see what it was like. And I knew that where I was at that time, there was just no way that I was going to be able to do anything in that kind of shape. So... I wanted to change. I knew I needed to. So I jumped on it and it was really, really difficult that summer at first because you just think about the kind of shape that I was in and how much of a hole that I dug myself in, you know, with all those pizza rolls and, (laughs) and everything on that list. It's like you go from that, you go from that, you know, sitting on your butt playing video games in the sixth grade to then you're, I'm in the mix with these um, 17, 18 year old, just like, studs and i'm like whoa like this is insane so we're we're doing all these conditioning drills and i mean that first week that first day especially i mean i was just i was so spent and i just thought to myself i was like man how can i there's no way um in my 12 13 year old mind i was like man how can i do this for six whole weeks how can i do this for like another how can i even just do this one full week and Totally. Right. I mean, it was just, it was on a whole different level than I'd experienced and through the encouragement of a lot of special people at that time that they don't even know they were that encouraging. Um, I finished, I finished those six weeks and I went back into the seventh grade. And so I got my good friend who was the very precise numbers oriented person in our class to time me on my mile. And I pretty much chopped it in half. I mean, it was almost 14 minutes to seven minutes, 21 seconds, just for that one year. And also just, you know, going beyond that, cause that was really cool. It was just feeling that difference and knowing that I would achieved something like that and that translating to other areas of my life, just more confidence and feeling like I could live my life again, like a normal person because you know, at in sixth grade back then, you get to a point, sometimes a lot of people who are watching this, <clears throat> we get to certain points, maybe more times than one. And as you'll hear, it was more times than one for me, where you get yourself to a point where you think that you're beyond the point of no return. And that was the beginning of me realizing that that was not the case. And that no matter where, we find ourselves, there is a way to come back and it's not going to happen overnight, but you can make it happen. And so that was my personal one. And the, the moment the story that really resonates on how I started to use fitness to help others was later on in high school. So I kept on playing football, which I can't even tell you why, because I got to a point where I realized football wasn't really like my, thing but I wanted to just keep doing something so I didn't really know what else to do at the time. I
0: think and, I think boys are really conditioned to like want to play football. They feel this pressure and tell me if I'm wrong but like maybe that's why you continued to do it. I mean they, they just think it's the sport to play.
1: That was probably part of it to be honest because at the time I was 15, 16 and you just You kind of just keep doing what other people are doing. And I I love, I always love to work out since that time, since seventh grade, I really love to do the physical workouts. And that was always more my thing. And I just kept going with the football thing. And, um, I, they had me playing as varsity defensive tackle. I mean, look at me now. I'm not even a varsity defensive tackle at 28, (laughs) you know, in 2020, think about 2008. I'm the skinny kid and they throw me on the, the line And, um, second game of the season, biggest guy on the team, my arm was extended and he was pushing on me with all of his weight and sitting on me with all of his weight. And, you know, I had my elbow extended and it shattered, it shattered my right elbow, which of course wasn't, wasn't the most pleasant experience. And I went in for surgery, was in a sling for quite some time. And that was a period of time that was different because, you, you get to a point where you have a little bit more autonomy in your life. Like I was able to drive, um, but then it's like you see everybody else in that age group be able to just kind of keep doing the normal thing. And uh, I kind of felt like I was kind of out of everything at that point, which <clears throat> just, you know, that sense of self-isolation is something that a lot of people have been through. And that was a major thing. Then went through physical therapy, which was a, a great, experience, had one of the best physical therapists, I feel like, in the world, Marty Stodjar, um, in Bedford, but I came back in, so this was January, yeah, the new year, and I I was like, man, I, I need to get back, like, I I can't, you just have that hunger whenever you know that you you can't stay where you are. It was just like the time before where you know that you've got to make something happen to get back to where you wanted to be. And for me, it was like, I I was in the weight room pretty much day and night, um, mid, mid-sophomore mid year through um, my junior year. And it was like people, like I was, whenever you're doing that, sometimes people look at you like you're weird that you don't really know what you're doing. It's not doing anything. And that's the thing. Like we were saying, nothing happens overnight, but I went back that next year and my junior year. Um, so we have this top 10 leaderboard board at our school where it's like you based on, you know, weights that you lift or agility drills that you do, you're ranked on the number of points that you get. And I was, I was somehow able to jump into the six or seven out of, everybody in the entire athletic program, i you know, the, the varsity quarterback and the, the guy in our class, the six three strong receiver that ended up becoming a fitness model. Actually, that was the semester that I was like, I upped them and people were like, Whoa, like what is going on with Luke? And <laughs> that, that was like, for me, that was the beginning of me finding a passion for, because people like hardly knew who I was before I was able to kind of jump back and, you know, get myself to a point where people I had my name on the board, like before then, just the time before I was like the skinny kid in the sling with a terrible haircut. And it's like, it gave me such, well, it's true. It's true. And it gave me such a heart for just looking, um, you know, you see the people on the fringes for me in high school and just, and people, whenever you see them and they themselves feel like they're not going to do anything that cool or that they're just going to stay that way forever, or they're not that way, but they think they are a certain way. Yes. And some people kind of are, they're continuing to, to put that on them, but it's like, I would see that and I'd be like, you know what, let's change that thinking just a little bit. And I felt like that was the beginning of me, uh, because I'm underdog to the bone. I mean, through my story, I man, I'm, I am a true underdog, right? People it, like I knew that I would go into those situations knowing that people wouldn't really expect me to be anywhere close to the top 10. And that was the beginning of me wanting to, um, help like the younger kids that were on the fringes kind of start giving them some, some tips to get healthier as well as I was continuing to do that myself. So, you know, it's just the, giving, a, getting an idea of what you want, <clears throat> what I wanted my life to ultimately look like back then, which, man, that's almost 11 years ago. Just a little, just a little picture of what you want it to look like and the kind of impact that you yes. want to have, but you don't really know how. And that long ago, I didn't really think that I would be doing this work ultimately, um, but I mean, it came around full circle. I mean, I don't I don't see how I thought it'd be any other way because that was my way of, you know, really finding my own place in, in the world in that regard and just helping other people do the same. So that was really what did it for me was all the way back then.
0: I love that. And I love, like, I'm laughing at you because, like, high school is such a ridiculous experience. I was having this conversation the other day, like, we put, because of, like, I don't know, Disney movies or the Disney Channel or whatever, put all these unreasonable expectations on high school. And, like, you and I had a conversation based briefly based on a post that you put on social media. It's like, we we're all feeling awkward and we all had bad haircuts. We were all feeling uncomfortable in our bodies. Like, it was a time of discomfort for everybody. And I love that, you know, you didn't strive to be, like, the all-star quarterback or like, you know, something you weren't and what a blessing your injury was to give you that opportunity to give yourself permission to step out of that space where you were playing football and into the space where you were competing with yourself and you were able to really rise. Like, I love that you always bet on yourself. Like, that's what a leader looks like is when you can really bet on yourself, right? And so I love that you continue to challenge yourself and do that today. Um I you know I, one thing I also love is you recently co-authored a book which I just I love like you guys were like a holistic book section bestseller on Kindle on Amazon which is like right. I feel like you're famous and <laughs> I love friends with famous people. Um But I I love that it was a collaborative effort. You each took the time to write a chapter. I think that's so freaking smart because I've thought about writing a book and that just seems intimidating, like a big to-do to have to write every chapter. And so when I saw this was a collaborative effort, which I've never really seen in a book before, I just thought, holy cow, this is so smart to take the best of the best um, people in your network in their own health niche, right? And be able to work on that book. So your book is called No More Band-Aids 2.0. And I would love for you to just talk about how this collaboration happened because your chapter was so excellent. It was so smart. It was just Anybody could implement the basic exercises you gave them to do on a daily basis, any busy woman, any busy professional woman ladies can do this. I have faith in you. Um, so I would love to know more about how this happened and how you got involved in this.
1: Sure. So the way that it happened and it was actually similar to how we connected Desiree is that they saw one of them saw my story back whenever I had my blog and I pretty much was telling my story that I just told you in written form online. And they, from, they were really interested in my, my writing style and then the kind of work that I was doing where I was at the time a second, I might've been a first year MBA while also jumping back into the health and wellness space, uh, excuse me, there's a nap going earlier. So, uh, but so in the health and wellness space, where um, I also had the physical therapy behind me, because I'd worked for a while in that environment and picked on, on some up on some other things, which also gave me a, a deeper connection to the healthcare side of things, because they are very, um, you know, if you look at the authors, a lot of them are they're MDs or DOs, and I'm over here just a personal trainer hanging out. But I, I've got
0: some medical stuff, so, you know. I'll- I, th- I think you're a very valuable asset to this world. I don't think of you just as a personal trainer. I think you, about you as a person with, like, deep heart and emotional sophistication that has the ability to impact people on so many levels. I think you're totally qualified to be writing a book with these, you know, writing a chapter in this book.
1: Well, I'm happy you say that. I'm, I'm glad that I give that impression because that's why I strive to be. Um, but going back to the story, um, forgot where we left off. Okay. So it was about the, oh yeah. So they found me whenever I was writing the blog and then they told me kind of what they were doing, kind of putting the perspectives of people that have the different, different focuses together. And they were like, Hey, you know what, let's have someone that's a, a trainer that's kind of trying to work with people similar to us. And it also has this healthcare background, kind of see if he can see how he can contribute too. So that's kind of how it happened ultimately. And, you know, it's awesome. I can say now that I, um, you know, I've been able to help put together a book that's now an Amazon bestseller in naturopathy. So um, during Corona, I mean, that was in yes. like the height of the coronavirus. So it's like, I can go back on history and this is what I was thinking about. It's like, well, do I really want to do this? Because I was thinking about that. And it's like, I can go back in history now and say, you know what? This is something that happened during, you know, whenever the world as we knew it was kind of, a lot of us kind of felt like it was crashing down. It's like, boom, I have a book that's, you know, it's out and, you know, can share, can help share my ideas and just spread my, my message and my my help in a different way, in a unique way.
0: That's so awesome. And I love that you talked about leaning in. During this time, a lot of people are getting paralyzed. They're like, what should I do? Life has turned into this chaos." And you're like, I'm going to lean into this process and I'm going to make a bigger impact. And what I loved about your book or what I loved about your chapter specifically was the exercises that you gave specifically because most of your clients are busy professional women, I really felt like you did a fantastic job of touching all the different pieces of the body with four awesome exercises. And we're not gonna discuss that because you all can go out and buy the book on Amazon. And I would love for you to, because there's such smart content in this book. And I think Luke really blew it out of the water. But I would love to know, you know, it is, we're still in this, this, um, time where things are quarantined and shut down and people are isolated what is the best tip that you can give people during this time and encouraging them to stay active and healthy
1: well you know desiree it's it's interesting that you you're asking this question because this is the very thing i was talking with a lady a new client that i just on boarded yesterday in um, she's all the way out in Canada, so it's wild that I'm working with people, and that's kind of the beauty of my work now. Is I'm working with people all over now, and we were talking about <clears throat> setting an appointment with yourself because it's so common, especially in the professional world, and especially as I've seen with professional women, it's like work. Because she she even said herself she she considers herself a workaholic, and she will overwork. Like she'll do she'll work overtime and over overtime and not exercise because she just didn't really see that as a priority at the time but she's gotten to the point now which is what happens which has happened with a lot of my clients where they get to that critical point where they're looking at the cells in the mirror they're seeing things and they're like i've got to make this a priority now so our strategy and exactly what she was saying she said you know what i need to start setting an appointment for myself and i told her that is exactly the right attitude so actually going on Going onto your calendar, I don't know if you have one on your phone or on your computer that you use most of the time, but actually going in there and blocking off a period of 30 to 45 minutes that says exercise, like this is the time, this is going to be the time that I prioritize me. Because that's part of the issue is that what I've seen with the, especially professional women because like you were saying Desiree, because you are I mean that is who you are you're you are a busy professional woman you've got a million things going on as a CEO and with everything that you're doing so it's a matter of getting them to prioritize themselves because they give and give and give, and they do that at the expense of themselves selflessly oftentimes
0: absolutely
1: so that's been a unique way that I've I feel like I've been able to make this contribution is that was how I was able to step in. And it really all started, that started with my client, which I actually talk about in the book. If you read the book, whenever I was training at Baylor campus rec as a trainer, baby trainer, um, you know, 21, 22 year old Luke, um, that she, she had those same issues, felt uncomfortable in her skin used to be, a softball player in college and she was having a lot of other things going on and whatever happened in the house, she was in, it was her responsibility or was made her responsibility by other people. So she was juggling so many things at one time and just giving everything in the world to her son at the expense of her health because she just felt like she couldn't really put in that time to make it happen. And it's just about, making just cutting out that amount of time to make it an appointment with yourself.
0: Absolutely. Like,
1: like that's your time. Like that's your, like Desiree, that's your Desiree time or just whoever, whoever. And it's just once you're able to, to do that and you're able to solidify that as part of what you do and, and a part of who you are, it's, it's transformative. And that's what I've seen with a lot of the clients that I've worked with Since And I feel like I have had several that have stayed with me even through the whole COVID-19. I've still got several one year plus people that have stuck it out because it's, you know, it's a matter of what you're doing and how you're doing it versus how long sometimes, because a lot of the time we feel like we have to be at the gym for an hour and 15, an hour and 30 minutes. But most of the time, for normal people you don't have to do that because you know not all of us are instagram models or doing anything crazy like um we're not all Got professional it. football players or anything like that so
0: well, and I find for me, and I I think that's the smartest tip, is getting it on your calendar. We have a saying, um, you know, in the health and wellness industry, like, and it's probably true in every industry, you don't get what you want, you get what you schedule. And so i um, prioritizing fitness. I know, I'm guilty of this. Like when the gyms first shut down, I was like, Huh? Like what? Huh? Like what am I gonna do? But you know me, I love the outdoors. And so it was like screw it. I'm just gonna hike, you know, four four times a week. Yesterday I, you know, I, I wish I would have hadn't I did take a couple of photos, but like I did this hike yesterday that normally I only do 45 minutes of and we just we did two rounds. I was like, let's go for it. And it was like two hours of hiking, but you know, we just my girlfriend and i we just felt like we had extra energy to exhaust and so we just went for it you know and but it's just the getting started you know scheduling it and then five four three two one just getting in the mode of exercising and once you start it's so easy to say i'm gonna go 20 minutes and you end up going 30 or 40. right and so scheduling it and sticking to that schedule is absolutely brilliant Um, One thing I learned over the weekend, I did this four-day intensive and one day was entirely focused to health and wellness. And this doctor came in and talked about how you recharge the different battery packs within your body. And he talked about how exercise recharges the battery packs of energy within your muscular system. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is why exercise works. Like, If you're tired, go exercise and you will have more energy. You know, and so I absolutely loved that. And I I love that tip, it's so smart. Um, and, And my last question, this is a question I love asking everybody because during this time in the world, I think we have such an opportunity. I'm so personally, I'm so excited. I see a lot of challenges as it relates to the way the current systems are in place. And I see a lot of opportunity for things to change in the health and wellness industry as a whole, from the medical system, the insurance side, the pharmaceutical side, the fitness, the food system, so many opportunities right now for changes to occur. But I would love to know what is your personal hope and wish for the present and future of health and wellness?
1: Well, for me, Desiree, I feel like this is a lot of what I've been seeing as everything's been more virtual now because a lot of us health professionals have had to, um, I can speak for myself, but for other people, pivot and go mostly online because a lot of the gyms still aren't open. My normal gym at TCU is still closed. So, you know, it's one of those things where it was almost a blessing in skies in that way that my business was set up the way that it was. But as far as what I want, what I'd like to see change in the industry is I would love there to be a greater sense of authenticity where people are not afraid to step up and just be their authentic selves and just show themselves to the world in a way that helps other people rise out of their situations where, wherever they are. Because i found that, like you were saying on social media, it's a lot of people you know, it can have some some not so great effects at times and we use it the wrong way. But what I've found during this whole transition period since the time of the pandemic really hitting us hard is it's you know, it provides such a great way to connect with people all over the world and to share your message and to just just to love on people and to like show them, hey, you know what, you're not alone and I can help you if you let me help you and just you know it's all about i want it to be more like that and we're seeing it go more in that direction and just no matter how far away you are you can be in community i mean i've it's just been such a crazy experience to connect with these people all over and now working with these clients that are well outside of my area here in fort worth and it's like you can have that same level of connection and just feeling of, you know, I will do anything that I can to support you and make sure that you get to where you want to be, and so it's just that sense of community and connection that I want to to really just keep going in that direction, because I love the way, because versus, I would say about 10 years ago, because I was still in, yeah, I was still in high school, and it's like, I go back then, and it was a lot more just pure, like, You know, you see the muscled up people, and that was it. Like that was it, and there was really not as much of a way. Well, not as much of a way, but people hadn't really figured out, or they didn't really use social media as much to really truly get deep down and really get to the heart of what what it's like to to really connect with people who, um, because I've been so blessed to, after sharing my message, after being more vulnerable with my story and with things that I have on social and you see me on Facebook with my stuff and getting messages from people that, you know, they've, they've been in similar situations and I, you know, it's a way that you can speak to them and really show them that you know where they are. You, You know, you have an idea of what that is because you've been through it and you care and you want to, if I don't end up working with someone as a client, it's just the sense of, you know what, I've got your back. And, you know, no matter at what capacity, you know, I'm, I'm here for you. So it's been amazing to really see that transition in the way that it's going. And I hope that it continues to go in that direction, because I feel like that's where I'm starting to find my sweet spot is really just, uh, you know, loving, caring for people within my scope of work, no matter where they are. I mean, it's awesome. It really is.
0: Well, and like something that I really love that you touched on, and I, I know multiple times you've created content and I've either con- commented on it or a text message or sent you an audio message like, dude, this is such good, heartfelt content. And like when, and, and I can encourage you to do that because you help the world be less lonely. You help people get out of their head. And hear and go like, I'm worthy. I'm good enough. If Luke can do this, I can do this. Like I, you know, I want to be a champion of my own life. Like you give people permission to do something different. You know, so often it's like, I feel like sometimes we just get on autopilot and we just start doing what we feel like. You know we're supposed to do like you and I have had this conversation neither one of us drinks alcohol very often this has been an ongoing thing for me it's something I gave up years ago as um just when I gave up sugar the alcohol had to go right and I loved craft beer and dirty martinis and tequila with my girlfriends like let's be real like it was a fun girl but once I caught the alcohol out of my diet, it was like, I really had this like conscious awakening. Like I wasn't hungover. I didn't have these things to deal with as a result of consuming the alcohol. And so you just have this awakening to like a lot of things going on mentally and emotionally when you caught those soothing factors, you know, those soothing mechanisms. And so I love the content that you create because I, I know it gives people permission to step out of their comfort zones and have a courage to do something different for them as you know as it relates to optimizing their quality of life and i think it's the most important work we can do you know taking care of these amazing vessels that you know allow us to live such an extraordinary life being human is absolutely extraordinary the things we get to yes there are problems yes there is adversity but being able to have this experience and being able to help people have the courage to really step into a a, a better courage within themselves, a better confidence, and live a better existence, I, I I you know it never gets old doing the work that we do. so i I just I absolutely love um, what you had to say. Thank you so much for joining me um before we wrap up, is there anything else you want to? you want to say to everybody who's going to watch this?
1: Well, you know, I just realized whenever I was sitting here, normally I have that shirt whenever you're talking about my message of just telling people, empowering people, letting them know that they're capable. I like to wear my shirt that says, yes, you can, because it's just, it's such a, it's a simple message, but it's just, it's so rich. And it it's just, it's at the heart of everything that I, want to i mean that's my message to the world that's what i want to get across through my work with people as well as just my content to people that may or may not work with me at any capacity whether that's a client or a partner or whatever but you know what i want to leave people with is if you're in a spot like how i was where you feel like you're beyond the point of no return and there's just no going back from where you are in your health just know that you can, I mean, you can rise above and you can change your circumstances and it's not going to happen the next day. You're not going to see results that quick, but just know that also I'm here. If that's something that is, you know, if you feel compelled enough to be like, oh my goodness, he really resonates with me. I'm here, but just remember that you, you are capable and you can do it and I got your back.
0: Yep. And with that, I will say, I agree. I, I have the same sentiments. Yes, you can. And yes, you're worth it. And Luke and I are, you know, we are examples of what can happen when you really focus on building those muscles and, you know, stepping out of your comfort zone on a daily basis. Luke, I just, I feel so honored to be your friend. I feel so honored that we've connected. I'm so grateful for you. You inspire me on a daily basis. Thank you for everything you do to make this world a better place. And um, I I just look forward to all the things we're gonna do to empower people together in the future. So thank you for taking your time to come on here. It's just been such a privilege to have you. And good night, everybody.